Revelation 12:11 And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Welcome to By the Word of Their Testimony and here is your host Etienne McClintock. Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for joining me on the program again today. Always wonderful to have your company. In the studio I have a special guest. I actually have two special guests. The first one is Melvin Sandlin. Melvin, welcome to the program. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, welcome <laughs> again. Uh, we did your program. The previous program was actually your testimony. Mm. And now today what we're going to do is something special. We're going to add the other part of your testimony, which is your wife, yes. Katia. Katia, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you in the studio as well. Uh, Melvin shared a very interesting testimony with us last time. And we're so looking forward to hearing your side of the story because you were part of his testimony. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're going to get the full part. You know, we're going to get the better half, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I can admit that. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Katya, you guys are here in Australia. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing here? Yeah. Why are you here? Well, we are here working as Bible workers in okay. Hamilton Church, and it's been such a blessing. We are really, mm. really grateful for the time we have had here, all the people we have met, so many lovely people. Mm. Mm. It's really enriched our life. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, we love it. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Well, people aren't born Bible workers. You don't know what you're going to do when you're born, but somehow the Lord must have yeah. stepped into your lives in a mm. remarkable way because mm. I can see the enthusiasm when you just mentioned the fact that you're Bible workers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's something we wouldn't have thought some some years back, and no. that's uh, part of what we're going to tell now because mm. it's, uh, yeah, like we both grew up as Adventists, uh, but then... Uh, Things uh, things happened along the road, <laughs> and uh, uh, it and we had two different backgrounds, though. Yeah, like Katja was in a more traditional Adventist church. Yes, and I was um, yeah raised the majority of my youth in uh, in a church plant, mm. and uh, okay. yeah, we tried to do which is typically less formal. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot more modern, and that was actually contemporary. Yeah. Okay, the music, the worship yeah. style, everything. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Katya, your worship was more traditional. Well, for being in Sweden, yeah, it's um, a little bit more traditional, but I would say it's, yeah, somewhere... Close to mainstream? Yeah, yeah, okay. very much like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, like I liked... I really liked being in church, uh, but uh, I also noticed that there was things missing. I couldn't put my finger on really what was missing. Wow. But so, so did you feel there was something missing in your life, or do you felt there was something missing within the church life? So we're we talking about the community of chur the church. Yeah, life? within the church church community, mm. I, I sensed that there was something more. Like uh, people maybe didn't seem that engaged uh, and uh, like uh, they were on fire for uh, what they believed and so so I noticed that okay something was a bit 
oh, something could change to make church more uh, attractive for unbelievers and uh, mm. I thought more modern or um, okay. maybe some different music or yeah I don't know I didn't really know what it was mm. that was uh, needing to change sure uh, but you thought but there would need to be something that would make unconverted people attracted to the church mm. so they could hear the message and become yeah. converted yeah mm. exactly I okay, was uh, I was passionate for like wanting to reach out to people mm. uh, and uh, then I met <laughs> Melvin <laughs> and which was amazing <laughs> I'm so <laughs> grateful for that well, how long have you <laughs> been married one of the biggest blessings <laughs> how long have you been married now been married for three years. Three and a half. Okay. And a half. Well, you're still on the honeymoon. That's why the, <laughs> spark, the spark is still there. That's why. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> so it was when we met that I came with already my views of kind of how to have church in a different way, mm. which we believed was reaching out more to, to people from outside of mm. church. Okay. So that was actually what we tried together to do in the church. Mm. We tried to change the church mm. to be more adjusted or to be different so they would be more attractive to people from mm. the outside. Right. That's what we okay. were thinking. Yeah. Look, the desire to reach out to those who are not believers mm. or don't attend church and don't know God, yeah. that's a wonderful thing. That's mm. a, that's a great desire to have. Mm -hmm. uh, the methods around that vary significantly. Yeah. Mm. Because quite often people think, well, for me to reach people, I need to become like them so they can become like me. Mm. Mm. The problem is we become like them, and then what happens? <laughs> but th the guy then says, oh, well, we've already arrived because mm. he's like me, I'm like him. And yeah, yeah it, it gets complicated, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah. in our human thinking, quite often we come up with mm. solutions, but we really need them to be spirit-inspired yeah. and word-inspired, don't we? Mm. Yeah. yeah, for us, I think it was more inspired by what we had seen work in other churches. Okay, so a pragmatic when, approach, yeah. something that works, something yeah, practical. Yeah, exactly. So when, okay. when we could see that, yeah, people like this, people are coming, numbers are growing, then this must be the way to go. Mm. So that is what we actually try to introduce in the church, mm. but... The response was was not what we had hoped for. Mm. Okay. We kind of hit that wall where where we were not allowed to do certain things, or people didn't catch the vision and didn't join us. Yeah. So actually, we tried this for quite, quite some, some time, time yeah. like and you in our time together. You were disappointed with the results. Yeah, yeah. we were disappointed that the, that the church people and the leaders in church that they didn't want to join us on like this change that we thought mm. would like oh, this okay. is what the church needs to grow and mm. to be uh, yeah be more attractive to the people from uh, from outside and mm. like so it was it was frustrating for us and tiring mm. so we actually came to the point where kind of gave up on the idea of trying to change because we thought it's easier to start something new yeah. than to change something that already is and if they don't want to change yeah. then okay we should maybe not force our ideas on it so we, let's Understand. try to mm. start something instead so we, hmm. yeah we tried to start something in our living room oh, <laughs> oh, my okay. dad's house living church. room yeah okay so it wasn't even our house it was no. Petra's father's house oh, well, <laughs> if, he's, if he's willing one yeah. Yeah. so there's two elements that I sort of just want to separate there could be more but uh, mm. there's mission and then there's method mm. uh, were people buying into your mission and not the method or were they not buying into mission or method a little bit of both. Yeah, okay. It just okay. kind of seemed like they didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just in general. That's what we felt a, a level at of this stage. Yeah. Yeah. A level of lukewarmness. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. exactly. Understand. So, 
Yeah, so we tried the mm. idea of starting something on our own, and uh, uh, like it, it was also <laughs> hard. Yeah. Long story short, that didn't turn out into a success. Like we tried to get people on board because other young people that we had talked to in the church, they also said they wanted to be part of something new, mm. and we described our vision, and they said that's what they wanted. Mm. But then they didn't commit. They didn't turn up, and yeah, they. They were not what we needed them to be. So that didn't work out. And so that came on top of our previous disappointments with um, So the this is now the second church. disappointment, is it? Yeah, and it went on for a long time that we tried and yeah. tried and okay. tried and nothing worked. And yeah. we were just wondering, like, oh, but we're trying so much, God. What is mm. happening? And then it came to a point where we actually... Like we found this church, uh, it was not an Adventist church, mm. another uh, congregation, and we, we went there and we just thought, "Wow, this mm. is exactly what we've been looking for." Oh wow! So, yeah, we really found like, oh, oh, we can tick off the list of the things that we wanted in our church, mm. and oh, they so welcoming at the door, and uh, like the music was what we wanted, right. and the whole mm. atmosphere felt uplifting and people were so engaged for doing church mm. uh, so and there we were a lot of young people so we yeah, thought what they're doing must be the right thing the because right thing, young sure. people are coming to church when young people were leaving our other churches mm. but i just want to mention that um this was not only these two kinds of experiences that led us to the point of leaving the adventist church there's years that have led up to this, okay. uh, which we don't have time in this interview to like Explain. go over. Yes. I th we've gone over uh, some in uh, in the interview before, but yeah. So it was like um, disappointment after disappointment, frustration after frustration, just didn't get anywhere. And then we came to a point where we were like, why are we still trying in the Adventist Church when you have a church here that does what? we have in mind mm. Mm. now can i ask you this question at this time were you deeply committed to prayer and study seeking god's will in regards to where you should go and the method you should use no okay. <laughs> not, okay. not really so possibly there's a bit of a problem there right <laughs> you, you're looking you're looking look externally now, yeah. rather than yeah. looking at what yeah. god's word and god's spirit yeah inspired yeah. yeah because we had to test the spirits after all yeah quite often people think inclination mm. that the human mind comes up with or a directive yeah. that the human mind comes up with is spirit inspired but not mm. always that's yeah. why the bible tells us to be very careful around this yeah. mm. but i'm sure you're going to tease this out as the as <laughs> the testimony yeah. unfolds it's funny that because um we didn't really look for what the bible was teaching mm. um in in when it comes down to like what kind of methods but we did go into the Bible at some point yeah. after we had gone to this uh, this fast-growing, popular Sunday-keeping church. Mm. At some point, we still felt like, okay, it, there's something more that th there's a next step here mm. somewhere. Yeah. Like the messages were all kind of the same. And in the beginning, we thought this is great. Yeah. But after some time, we were like, okay, I think it's time for, you know, something deeper. So yeah. We, we want to. You don't, want to, you don't want to stay with milk or even watered down milk, mm. here, I say, mm. in some instances. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some we, solid food, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and we also, we found during that time, we had found, uh, like, we were active also 
in a miracle movement mm. uh, we found a teaching online okay. that we thought like wow this is a biblical uh, sounding yeah, that teaching that is where the bible came in exactly we thought like this person is really actually talking about what the bible is saying and he talked about how uh, the church should be um, like yeah you should see on the, the early followers. christian church the pentecostal yeah. church where there'd be signs and wonders exactly. and miracles yeah. and because they should follow. speaking in tongues and yeah. everything else yeah. okay so oh, that's it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we we thought like wow okay this guy is actually saying the things from the mm. bible and yeah it's true why don't we see those things happening today we should see it uh, mm. so so we were very inspired by that movement we were even that inspired that like um we went to their place in another country. <laughs> mm. Oh, um, you even travel countries yeah. now to go and uh, yeah. Yeah, become to familiar? Seek them up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So we went there and we had some this crazy sounds like the experiences <laughs> of your testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had yeah we had some like really strange experiences there at that place where even mm. I, Melvin is telling a bit more about it in. Uh, mm. Yeah, his part of the testimony. But uh, long story short, uh, I got to experience something like a demon possession. Wow. Uh, like the, we were praying mm. for driving out a demon. Uh, and mm. it was just uh, crazy. And it, it became so real. The spiritual war is yeah. really mm. real. It's nothing. Sometimes we might just yeah we know that it's out there and so but mm. it's so much more real than what we understand yes. um, yeah. and uh, we got to experience it uh, there by um, yeah mm. what happened mm. Mm. so can I ask you a question that you yeah. may or may not be able to answer it but I'm, I'm curious mm. um, do you believe you had demonic possession mm. and this is the first time it revealed itself or do you believe that when you were in this environment mm. the demon came in well, at first, at that stage, yeah. since we saw all those miracle things and we saw people driving out demons and we saw that going on online and uh, also on the streets, um, mm. uh, we got some experience with uh, miracle healings and so. Mm. Uh, so at that stage, we thought that uh, I have a pretty strong eczema. Um, and we thought that that might have been caused by a demon. Okay, so uh, it's my skin condition. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and th that's also part of the reason why we went mm. to this place, uh, because we knew that they prayed for um, different diseases to go away. So we hoped right, that yeah. we could pray for my eczema to go away. Mm. So that's when we started to pray, and that's when all this happened. They mm. prayed in tongues for me and suddenly i felt how i was pushed back in the chair uh, i was pushed down on the floor uh, and uh, i could not control like my body something um, else took over yes it was really like uh, normally if you lift an arm you feel that the gravity is uh, still affecting it but yeah. i didn't feel that and wow. normally when i move around like there i was like crawling around on the floor like a snake and normally get sweaty mm. uh, but I didn't. It was very strange. Wow. Uh, I st could still hear everything. Uh, um, but, yeah, so it was a very strange experience. But at that mm. point, we thought that, oh, this is great because this means that this uh, demon that has apparently been affecting me is going to go away. But now 
afterwards um, mm. we are pretty sure that no I did not have any demon uh, like uh, from before mm. this was something that came in that we opened ourselves up mm. to at that moment and yes. that's why we need to be when you lost the control and yeah, yeah. Uh, why we need to be careful uh, and, uh, yeah, and I, I do want to just bring a, a Bible text that came to mind as you were talking there this comes out of Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14 where the we read by the apostle paul it says and no wonder for satan himself transforms mm. himself into an angel of light mm. so we should not be surprised if we find the devil very active in the church mm. and counterfeiting what god can do yeah the bible is very clear that even satan himself can transform into an angel of light now what is an angel of light it's one of god's angels mm. it is a spirit being and his angels can also masquerade. But at the time, you didn't know this. You didn't mm. know that this was something that was demonic. No. Mm. I think it was it was such a hard situation for us, being born in the church, mm. um, always having believed in God. Like, we never doubted his existence. Yeah. So we knew that our place was supposed to be in church, mm. Mm. but we never really, uh, or at least I, never really had that personal relationship with God where I was really wanting to do His will. Mm. So we thought, without having really studied the Bible about what actually is God's will, yeah. we were doing, we were living our Christian lives in a way that appeared to really be as God would have wanted it. Mm. Like we were active in church. We wanted the church to grow. We, um, we were listening to these teachings where He was referencing a lot of Bible verses. So we were thinking that, yeah, that road that we were on with all these healing and miracles and spiritual manifestations, that this was biblical too because mm -hmm. it seemed to be connected to it. So we were thinking that what we were living was a biblical Christian life. Mm. So that was the whole, the what we can now see as... Um, yeah, maybe self-deception, if you can yeah. say it like yeah. that. Wow. But at that time, we didn't know until mm. there came one point that was really a big turnaround. That is when this same teacher from this healing movement was saying in one of his teachings that you would need to speak in tongues to be saved. Mm. Now, at this time, both of us were actually speaking in tongues in the mm. way that yeah, the, our friends there interpret this gift of tongues. Right. But we knew that what he was saying, that this was not biblical. Mm. Even though we didn't look it up in the Bible, we actually didn't really have the Bible arguments to prove that it wasn't biblical. Mm. But we kind of figured that this doesn't fit in the picture that we know of God. Mm. You felt uncomfortable with what you yeah. were doing. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and that really was a wake-up call for us. Because it, it, this is the turnaround point in in our life, in, in where it really came down to the point of wanting to find, okay, what is actually truth? Mm. Now we are so confused. We have tried so many different ways. Like, God, we have tried to do it in that way and that way and gone to this church. And now we mm. just want to know what is your truth, God. Yeah, because, because this thing with the speaking in tongues made us realize mm. that, hey, wait a second. We, we have been listening to this mm -hmm. person who has now been sharing something we know is not biblical. Could it be 
that he's been sharing other things before exactly. that are not biblical that we have listened to. Mm. So right. all of a sudden, our comfortable view of how we were living our Christian life became a little bit uneasy. Mm. Mm. And God was using this to really wake us up to really investigate Mm. Are we really living Christian lives exactly. according to the Bible? Are we living, Are we our living way? in His will? Mm. Exactly. We started discovering that maybe what we have been doing is just been seeking what we thought would be a nice church or have what would had, feel good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Had we we we'd got this self realization of have you really, really been trying to seek mm. God's will? Because mm. we we said it like, oh God, what's your will? What where should we go? What should we do? But did we genuinely, mm. from the inside out, try to find God's will in it? And that's what we mm. just realized also that now we had heard so many different things in all those uh, movement churches and where we grew up in the Adventist church, so many different teachings. Mm. And we just could not reconcile like that anymore that... Okay, it can't be that they say like this and they say like this. It's contrary mm. to each other. That if God mm. is real, there must be something that is His truth. There yes. just must be something that is truth. Amen. And we were feeling so confused in all of this. Mm. So we just said to God, God, we are so sick and tired of not knowing where to go, what to do, and n now we mm. just want to seek you. This Please, was really God. like this point of yeah. like a breakdown yeah. in a way, <laughs> where all of these experiences from before, and we've only mentioned a few yeah. here during this interview now, yeah. but all of these things were accumulating, and I've experienced personally so many times where I felt like um, like I was not able to, to do what I believe God wanted me to do, mm. that I had so many disappointments with the church. I've been in a period of my life I was upset with God for months because of the same reason that I thought God called me to do something or rather maybe I would want God to want me to do something. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it didn't work. Mm. And every time we try things and they didn't work. So we were now just so... Yeah, like like I just said, like so sick and tired of all of these experiences that we were like, okay, now we just we don't want to have one of these experiences again. Mm. We just want to now be able to to actually move forward and to know that we are on the right track. Yeah. Mm. Well, it sounded like you've had, as I can count, but I, I might be missing some, at least four dis great disappointments as far as your journey is <laughs> concerned through the churches. Mm. But now you've you've got to this point and you're starting to question things, but you're questioning it based on your understanding of Scripture that's now coming mm. back to you that you heard mm. in the past. Mm. And, you know, this is quite a common thing. Uh, often I refer to cultural Christians. And the reason I say mm. that is that I do some work with uh, the persecuted underground church. Mm. And anybody that's seen the beauty of the commitment, dedication, and the love of these people for God, their commitment to prayer, their commitment to the Word of God, and their love for their enemies, even those who are persecuting mm. them. Mm. It, you can't help but be inspired. But also mm. at the same time, you may realize that your walk with the Lord is not what it's supposed to be. Mm. Human nature being what it is, when things go easy, we tend to go easy. Mm. And, uh, you know, when there's persecution, when people join the church, they're not joining it for any social reasons, for any mm. prosperity reasons. They're joining it because they genuinely have fallen mm. in love with God and they're inspired by other people 
who are prepared to die for what they believe. Yeah. Mm. So uh, this is a very important point. And I think discipleship is missing. Often people will join the Christian church by simply saying a prayer, which is the, uh, the sinner's mm. prayer of repentance. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're Christian, but they don't know really anything about Jesus. Mm. Mm. And Jesus, when he gave the gospel commission in Matthew 28, the last chapter, the last few verses, he says that they are to go and make disciples, mm. you know, mm. go and teach all nations. That means make disciples and to teach them all things that I've commanded mm. you. Yeah. And the problem is when that doesn't happen, when people hear stuff, Publicly, they're not very literate. Mm. So therefore, they cannot actually take that text in the Bible that says to the law and to the testimony. If they yeah. speak not according to this word, there is no truth in them. That's Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Yeah. So therefore, they cannot make sound judgments. Yeah. They go by inclination, thinking it's the working of the Holy Spirit when it's actually not the Spirit mm. of God at all. And they are so open to deception. And Jesus mm. in his sermon, there's two great sermons. I love the Matthew 24 sermon, which is a prophetic sermon mm. of Jesus. The other one I love is the Sermon on the Mount, mm. which uh, chapter 5, 6, and 7 in Matthew. But in the prophetic sermon, Jesus four times says, do not be deceived. Many will be deceived. Mm. Why would Jesus mention it four times? Because mm. it will be a common occurrence yeah. in the church when uh, just before Jesus comes. Mm. Yes. And we believe we're in that yeah. time just before Christ comes as well. Mm. And, you know, and this thing about miracles yeah. and speaking in tongues and that, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus actually talks about a group. He says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, Mm. So these people acknowledge the lordship of Christ shall enter the kingdom of heaven. They say, Lord, Lord, but they are shut out for the kingdom. Mm. It says, but the ones who will actually gain entrance are those who do the will of my father in heaven. And Mm. you were just saying before, you weren't really seeking God's will. You were seeking your own desires Mm. and thinking that they should be fulfilled in the church. Now it goes a step further. Jesus takes it another step up and he says there many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Mm. So these people claim to be prophets. Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonders in your mm. name? So they yeah. would do this in the name of Jesus. Now, you'd think if they do it in the name of Jesus, they do know Jesus. Mm. They have a relationship with Jesus. But look at verse 23 of uh, Matthew chapter 7. And it says, And then I will declare. So Jesus declares the following. I will declare to them, I never knew mm. you. And that yeah. word knew is gnosko, which is intimately know you. Yeah. We, we didn't intimately know each other. Depart from me, you who practice Lawlessness or mm. iniquity. The yeah. word lawlessness, there's animos. It's the opposite of um, obedience to God's commandments. Mm. So we're going to be very careful. And I'm so grateful for your testimony bringing out this this aspect. Yeah, and I think it's you hit the nail on the head there with the lawlessness. Mm. That was something that was for us a big deal. That was actually one of the first things that we started to study. And what we have noticed, and we can tell more uh, about this after the break, but. When we started studying about the law of God, we started to get closer to God. We started to understand his love more. And it was one of the big, big things that really helped us forward in our relationship Mm. with God. This was so amazing. Like when we came to that point of, okay, wow, something uh, like we need to find what is God's will, then we just decided to go to the Bible, go mm. back to the Bible and see if, okay, this is God's word, then he He needs to be able to show us his truth in it. Mm. So, yeah, we'll tell more about that. Okay. 
Yeah, no, look, thank you so much for that. Well, we've actually come halfway through our uh, testimony yeah. time already. I know time flies when, you, when you're sharing your story. Dear listener, we're just going to take a break here, but I also want to make a correction. The word there for lawlessness or iniquity is anomia in the Greek. I said animos, I think. <laughs> and uh, please stay tuned with us, and we're going to hear part two of this incredible testimony. And if you're anything like me, you want to hear the second part of the story. So we'll be right back with you after these short messages. You've probably heard it said that sometimes you've just got to get over it. The Apostle Paul basically said just that. In Ephesians 4.26, he wrote, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath or your anger. Don't keep hanging on to your anger when a day comes to an end. Before the day is over, you got to get over it. There are good reasons for that. The last thing you want to do is take the frustrations of the day to bed with you. You don't want your last thoughts before you drift off to sleep to be angry and tense. Paul's saying that before the day is over, it's important that we resolve our frustrations, our anger, in such a way as we can move on and start the next day with a clean slate and not some sort of anger hangover. Too many people hang on to anger, and if you do that, it'll eventually eat you up. Better to get over it. And that can only mean to take it to God and ask Him to give you peace in the place of anger. You know, anger is actually bad for you, too much of it. Studies show that unforgiveness raises a person's blood pressure. Forgiveness lowers blood pressure. It's good for you. Hanging on to negativity, dwelling on anger, harboring hate, all of these have a deleterious effect on a person. You've probably met someone who's angry all the time really does people damage. Anger can be an underlying cause of mental health issues. And Paul wrote to the Corinthians that by beholding, we become changed. If you're going to cling to anger, if you're going to hold a grudge, you become that sort of person through and through. God's advice to us is let it go. Get over it. Surrender it to the Lord and let the Holy Spirit bring peace and a heavenly calm. If you want to hang on to anger and resentment and slights and so on, Allowing God to work this in your life could change your life totally, absolutely, and forever. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word. Dear listener, thank you for staying with us. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and my special guests in the studio is Melvin and Katia Sandlin. Now, Katya and Melva, just before the break, you were telling us about your incredible experience, your journey, where you believe you were following the voice of God. You were trying to do things within the church to actually minister to those outside the church Mm. and bring them in. Mm. You were using contemporary methods, things that would appeal to the unconverted Mm. mind, and you had opposition within the church, and it didn't work so well. You even tried Mm. house churches. Then uh, you found some other churches and teachings. You left the Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm. And then after that, you got involved more in a charismatic movement where miracles and tongue speaking really appealed to you. Heard Mm. some wonderful messages to start off with, but then you wanted a little bit more. And then you started hearing things that didn't gel with the Word of God based Mm. on your reading of it. What happens from here? How does your journey Mm. progress from here? How do you get more in the Word of God? And how do you make a turn or a shift from where you Mm. currently find yourselves? Yeah, Yeah, that was really the turning point when we realized, like, okay, what more have we been listening to that is not like what the Bible actually says. So mm. we, we came to that point where we just desperately wanted to know, God, what is your what is your way? We want to get to know you. Yeah. And we decided to, okay, let go of all those things that we have experienced, all the miracle healings and uh, like uh, 
all the teachings we have heard in the different churches, the teachings we heard when we grew up in the Adventist church, and just go to the Bible. Because if that is God's Mm. word, then we need to find, we need to be able to find his truth with Mm. his help when we go to the Bible. So for for like, Mm. I would say the first time in our life, Mm. we really went to the Bible. We we of course have read the Bible a bit from time to time before, but now this was different. This was Mm. really reading and not just, like I can remember for me, the biggest change in it came with that maybe before I've been reading a bit in the Bible for knowing oh, why don't we eat pork or why okay. why do we go to church on the Sabbath, which is it's still it's good to know uh, why you do certain things. But I had not been reading the Bible with the intention of really getting to know God. And for me, this was a big shift. Now I was reading mm to seek God uh, and it just changed everything. The things mm. that we started to discover, it was just so amazing. It's wow. it's just the best thing to commit to just go mm. to the Bible and seek his truth. Like, yeah, something's it's funny. One of the things like Jesus says that, that when you find the truth, the truth will set you free. Amen. Right. Yeah. Mm. And that was something that we really began to experience. Yeah. Like, like nothing else Mm. and the funny thing is is that one of the areas in which we found most freedom was the thing that i at least thought was the one that would keep me most in bondage and that was the law Mm. the law of god okay Uh, especially the sabbath commandments Mm. Mm. Um, i had been studying and doing quotes here (laughs) Uh, i'd been studying the bible actually on purpose to disprove the sabbath because I thought this was one of the things that stood in the way for Adventists to become like those other churches that were growing. So I thought we need to get rid of the Sabbath. So I found Bible verses that supported my view. Mm. Um, you know, if you if you have a particular view, a worldview, yeah. you're going to be able to find some yeah. verses mm. there. Yeah. But most likely, well, let me say definitely not in context mm. and not in harmony with the rest exactly. of Scripture. Yeah. Right. Mm. But you can find just about anything if yeah. you take text in isolation. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So thank you for bringing out that point. Yeah. Yeah. So we started to study this topic now because we were, OK, we've been going to Sabbath keeping churches and now we're part of Sunday keeping churches or at least for the last uh, years. So. What's the deal here? Mm. What is actually the truth here? Mm. And then we reviewed those verses that I had been using against the Sabbath, and we looked at them. And, yeah, we found, like what you said, like I had taken them out of context. I had interpreted them with my agenda mm. Uh, mm. for the purpose of defeating the Sabbath. But now we were, we began to see God's truth about this. that, mm. and, and it just changed our mind like completely. Now we understand why the the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119, is a complete love letter about the law. Mm. Mm. Like the psalmist just keeps going about how beautiful the law is. And here I was thinking it was bondage. Wow. But now we begin to see that, Mm. no, wait, the law is actually, it's amazing. Mm. These are God's promises to us that Mm. with his help, he will help us to not lie, to to not steal or kill or to honor our parents, to not have any other gods and to rest and to spend time with him. Mm. And the more we started to discover and practice what we discovered, Mm. man, 
What a blessing. Wow. Well, that's interesting about the law. The law of the Bible tells us in Galatians 3 is our schoolmaster to bring mm. us to Christ that mm. we might be justified by faith, that mm. faith in Christ. But through Christ, our relationship to the law changes because until we actually give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, mm. what happens is that the law can only minister death to us because we're sinners. We keep on breaking yeah. the law. And therefore, it's a yoke of bondage yeah. mm. when you're not converted because it's written on tables of stone and they mm. can only, it's the ministration of death, Paul calls mm. it in Second Corinthians chapter 3. However, under the new covenant, when we receive Jesus Christ as yeah. Lord and Savior, the same law which almost seemed to be an enemy of us, yeah. right? Yeah. We try to do the thing. We keep on falling short. It keeps on condemning us. Now... It says there in Romans chapter 8 that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law mm. of sin and death. Mm. But that law is put in our mind, is written yeah. in our hearts. We now have now new motives, yeah. new thoughts, new mm. desires, and a new and a new life in Christ. Yeah. So um, your life is now dramatically changed, and you fall in love with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. You love him more than you used to love a lot of other things, even mm. self-gratification. Mm. So no doubt your lifestyle changes and the things you used to perhaps uh, love more than God now you no longer love because you found a greater love. Yeah. Is that right? Is that what happened mm. in your experience? Yeah, it was really like we started looking into our life to see like, okay, what what can we do more to like please God? Not just because, oh, this is something we have to, but because we have started mm. to discover that for every step we took uh, like in God's way, yeah. the more freedom mm. we felt. Yeah. Like wow. it was so amazing because we started feeling, we started experience God's promises. Mm. Like we started to mm. feel a more joy. We, our relationship grew. We were more patient with each other. Yeah. And like, it was just amazing that finally, even if we had been Christian for our whole life, now when we went yeah. to the Bible and started seeking God's truth and his will, we finally started experiencing those promises yeah. we had heard our whole life. And that, like, to go to the Bible like this, this is mm. the biggest miracle that has happened in our life. It's really, like, so much bigger miracles than all those healing things that we saw. And so this was just so amazing how God transformed mm. our life completely. And uh, if we would have looked at our life like from before we would have thought oh that 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 looks like a boring life mm. but when we started to experience him what it meant to let go of certain things yeah. mm. and uh, it, digging into God's word and living for for him we would never change it yeah. back never oh, wow. this is just yeah. amazing oh, that <laughs> went so from a life where i was downloading movies illegally mm. at mm. first and i was just as soon as a new movie came out Bam, I had it, I watched it, loved it, and next one. Hmm. Uh, it came to now a point. Now, you guys were leaders in the church, young young Christian leaders in the church. Yeah. And, but you were quite, you had a, quite a secular worldview as well. Oh, very much. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I, I really loved, loved those things that the world was offering, like movies. I mm. really, really loved it. There was a time where I watched one, two movies a day. Wow. I had an thought of maybe in the future I'll move to Hollywood because I have like a, a media background I uh. love movies so so you know maybe go to Hollywood but then after this whole real conversion time where God really moved on our hearts and in mm. our lives and uh, where he was cleaning up our lifestyle mm. so it would be more adjusted for us to be able to receive God's promises and to walk in his ways, yes. one of the things that came up were movies. 
And this for me was a, a big, <laughs> massive deal. Um, but, you know, God worked in such a way that he made my heart, my love for him, be bigger than my love for anything else. Mm. And I began to see how movies were firstly just practically wasting my time, sure. time that I could spend in the Word or, um, you know, building my knowledge in other ways so I could reach out better or serve others. So this was just time that I spent on those things. Mm. At the same time, this time and money that I spent, you know, right. money that I got from God that I spent on watching and entertaining myself with all forms of immorality. Mm. That to me just hit me like, what's the expression? Like a ton of bricks? Like a ton of bricks. Yeah, yeah. so that, that became so real that I was like, wow, how can I continue to do this? This is, you know, keeping me away from God. This is keeping me away from the potential that he has for me. Why would I do such a thing? Why would I want to hold on to this? Mm. And I make it now seem as if it was easy, but this was over a certain amount of time, and this was hard. This was hard to deal with and be faced with. But when I decided, okay, God, you know what? I'm going to stop with this, and I'm going to use my time better. I'm going to be more faithful um, with what you have given me. Man, that again was like such a big blessing. So wow. I began to see how the things that I was opposing and the things that I loved now all of a sudden became like the other way around. Mm. And I began to just see how good God is in those things and how wrong I have been in the past. Mm. But I'm so grateful that God, you know, never gives up and is so patient with us. Yeah. And is so personal and, and is on our side and is for us and wants the best for us. So that is really, yeah, like Katja referenced before, people were uh, thinking like, oh, we need miracles, you know, mm. to see God. Well, here it is. Yes. Lifestyle miracles are the biggest miracles you'll Every ever see. Every conversion story is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. I went from a point, sorry for talking so much. No, but, they, but that's uh, what you're here for. <laughs> this is the most exciting part, you know, to talk about what God has done in your life. Yeah. I used to not read the book of Revelation mm. out of protest. because <laughs> Protest? The, yeah. yeah, because the people in the church that were reading that book they live those, you know, boring lives. Okay. Those were those conservative Christians that, mm. yeah, that didn't watch movies and all of these things. So I didn't want to become like those people, not take any chance, you know, to be like them. So I didn't read the book of Revelation. And now, again, after the conversion moment, man, this book is amazing. I started to see that this was actually Jesus, his revelation to us. Mm. You know, the first verse of, of the book says that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, this yes. is what he wants us to know. A few verses down, it talks about this blessing for those who hear and read and keep, keep. the things mm -hmm. that are therein. So all of a sudden, we started studying this and we started studying prophecies of the Bible and they it's just so blew amazing. us away. Yeah. That was really like, we started discovering when we had this, uh, okay, we go to the Bible and you see what does the Bible say. We started discovering the prophecies. We started, yeah, we understood the Sabbath in mm. its right light because we had left the Sabbath. But now we mm. saw that this is still important to God and we came back to it. And like we started seeing all those different truths and yeah. we saw that, huh, whoa, okay. Actually, all those things that we find 
those are the things that the Adventist church is standing for. Mm. Mm. So w- we were not in the Adventist church by this point. And when we discovered this, M- <laughs> Melvin was first with no, I don't want to go back. We had left. It's a little bit like mm. yeah, shameful to come back. Yeah. And, but we just saw that, no, this is biblical. So were you shocked to find that the things you were discovering in the Bible was actually in the church that you'd left? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was you, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit like, huh, okay, what do we do with this? Mm. <laughs> because we had still certain things that, oh, we maybe thought it could be done in different ways. And so, but mm. when we started discovering those things, we just felt we can't go anywhere else because mm. this is what the Bible is saying. And the Adventist church is the one that is standing for those things. Yes. So we just mm. said that, okay, if this is the way that God has uh, uh, like wanted to do things in uh, in the mm. end time with a movement that has those things, then we want to be part of it. Mm. Like, because we see that this is so biblical and we yeah. might not like everything in the church, but uh, like, we but that want also to do takes God's time. will exactly it took time because now we love the church. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, praise yeah. God! <laughs> it's just amazing the things we have seen happening, especially yeah. here in Australia. Like you have so much going on. I just want to, like, <laughs> uplift this conference. Uh, it, like it's North so, New South Wales yeah, conference. Yeah, yes, so okay. amazing uh, to see. Uh, like so many spiritual people wanting mm. to do um, outreach and the things that are happening here. It's just been lovely. They have that heart that we've been having to want to do things for God, but they also use the right methods. Exactly. They okay. are biblical. And that was the thing that, that we were really missing yeah. in our life. And and when we like when we discovered all those things, uh, we were just mind blown and we were so thankful and amazed by the things that God had revealed to us. Mm. But we had this strong sense of like, what do we do with this? Because it was so important things. And we had a lot of friends now in those other churches mm. that when we saw those uh, biblical teachings, we saw they they don't know about this. They yeah. have no mm. idea what's going to yeah. happen in the end time. They they are going to be deceived. We want to like and s- find that, a way to... They're also missing out a lot of the beauty of what God has for us here in this Absolutely. life. Exactly. Because that's yeah. the thing. Truth sets free. Yeah. Mm. Truth it does so much more to us than a feeling during a song. That mm. was, you know, my highlight of my Christian life before my real conversion, mm. that moment where I was singing and I just felt connected to God and I thought, this is it, this is as good as it gets, not by a long shot. You know, it gets so yeah. much better. Mm-hmm. But there are so many Christians and so many of our friends yeah. that are not yet experiencing mm. this because they don't, they don't get exposed to these messages. Mm. So that was the thing that we were like, God, how can we reach these people and how can we provide the same hope how can we communicate this mm. to both those friends in the church, but also our friends outside the yeah. church? Mm. And that is when Katja came up with an idea. Yeah, and okay. and also we started noticing when we came back to the Adventist church, mm. we found that yeah. so many people were on the same track as we were before, seeking what what 
yeah, we thought like, oh, more of the Holy Spirit or like more of those miracles. Well, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah within we, quotations, because yeah. that was what we thought we were seeking. But mm. now this transformation that took place inside of us, that mm. that is that the work is the of Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That, is Spirit. that yes. it was finding the real deal. That was yeah. so mm. amazing. And we just saw our like so many of our friends in the Adventist church that were on the way mm. on the same journey uh, away from the church uh, and we just thought what can we do like what can we do to share what God has done mm. in our life because it's just so amazing mm. uh, and then we got this idea like hmm maybe we should like start a blog because then we can send uh, that mm. to uh, those people um, and uh, like tell about those things mm. and uh, melvin got the idea of a name for the, this blog all of a sudden like a url pops in my mind yeah. about something that would encompass what we would want to you know share mm. and that was thechristianlife.com okay and uh, i told katja and we both had a bit of a laugh because you know there's millions and millions <laughs> of christians <laughs> mm. uh, that all want to live the christian life so surely this this website would not be available yeah but then when i looked it actually was not in use it was for sale for a couple of thousand dollars now <laughs> we didn't have that money we didn't seek to invest uh, in anything like it yeah we just thought to do something on the side um, but i thought you know what i'll just contact this person and you know you never know uh, long story short, uh, we got the domain name for free. Oh, mm. praise God. And yeah. we prayed for this. We prayed like, yeah. God, show us what we can do, what what you have given us. We mm. want to give back to people and to you. So we really believe that this was God's answer to prayer mm. in saying, here, take this, use it for my glory. And mm. uh, so we started doing blog posts and later God also led us into doing YouTube ministry mm. where mm. we are ta talking about those things that we discovered mm. with the, uh, yeah, prophecies, for example, and the Christian life. And yeah. uh, one thing that is on, the, on, I just want to highlight that because that is just, Melvin made a sermon about uh, like, the things that we discovered with God's method, how to reach uh, unbelievers, the mm. most attractive way that can bring people to Jesus. And at uh, the same time, experience more of what God has for you as an individual. Exactly. And that sermon, like it, we don't have time to go in, uh, into <laughs> all of those things. But if you want to know more about that method, like that we really discovered, uh, then you can go to youtube.com slash the Christian life and search for the sermon called win-win living win-win living yeah mm. so okay so it is the Christian life on YouTube you yeah. type yeah. that in and what's it forward slash backslash uh, forward slash forward slash so it's basically if you can identify our logo it's like the Bible and it's uh, both the Bible as well as an open door so it's a bit of the combination and it really okay. captures our experience Mm. of how the Bible was really the door to to the Christian life, mm. to getting to know God more personally, mm. to experiencing His promises, to see real miracles happen through your life. Of, You know, it, it was cool to experience being out on the street, praying for someone, and they said, you know, oh, yeah, my back pain is gone. But we were always like kind of leaving like unsatisfied because, you know, this person might as well have just said it. Uh, it could have come back an hour later. Now we even look back and we realize, okay, it even talks about, the Bible talks about how 
uh, the devil can make miracles as well. Sure. So sure. this kind of like uh, made us a bit confused about this. But real miracles for me are still like the best ones are like divine appointments. Mm. You know, when, when you are just praying and you're sensible to the Holy Spirit, you're listening, you're in communion with God and God is just leading a person to you and you can witness to this person. Yeah. That is to me like, wow, what a miracle to experience how, you know, your own life changes and how you go, like as the Bible describes, from glory to glory. Mm. You know, that's just, that's the best. Mm. And for us, and I believe for the majority of Christians, if not all, that starts with the Bible. Mm. The Bible being like that open door to, to truth. Yeah, yeah wow. that's, r- that's really what I would recommend to everyone hearing this. It's go back to God's word and seek him. Seek, mm. Tell God that you want to get to know him deeper and get to know his ways. And yeah, God has said he promised to give the Holy Spirit to everyone that asks. He's so mm. willing to lead us into his truth. And we're finding that it's just the most amazing thing mm. ever. And it, like I got that challenge to spend one hour a day in the Bible for three months and mm. your life will never look the same. Mm, that challenge yes. stayed in my head and it was actually one of the reasons why like, we went to the Bible at this mm. point. It was because I remembered that challenge um, yeah. and we just spent that time and it's just, I can't recommend it highly enough. Mm. Uh, and also prayer. Mm, I'm yeah, sure oh, that yes. prayer has had such a huge impact on our journey. We got to know wanna, later. Yeah, can yeah. I share it? Yeah, yeah you can We say got it. to know that from our previous trip to Australia, which mm. was like four or five years ago, we met this lady and we stayed with her, a bit older lady. Um, she was like this real uh, believing Christian, Adventist Christian. And uh, at that time, we... We really like being with them, but, you know, we had our differences of opinion about, yeah, the things that we've talked about. Um, But now later we got to hear, like years later after our conversion moment, we wrote to her and wanted to tell her like, hey, this has been going on in our lives. We just wanted to let you know. And we heard back from her that for the last three years, she had been praying for us every single day. Day, without knowing anything about how our journey looked, Mm. without having any way of contacting us because we got her email through another friend. So she was just faithfully praying for us. And we don't know one day we'll get to figure out the impact of of her praying faithfully. I'm Mm. sure that that is why we are back to the Adventist Church and have discovered those things Mm. because of her faithful prayer so Mm. so grateful and encourage anyone to find maybe three people that you pray faithfully for yes like Mm. it has so much more impact than we can imagine Mm. and it has an effect on your own life i was praying for my mum when she was going through operations with surgery and serious surgery it was uh, Mm. touch and go Mm. and in the prayer for my mum and continuous prayer over the five six hours of the operation somehow the lord changed my life Mm. so it has an effect on us as well yes what i also liked is when you mentioned your logo with the bible is it an open bible it's like a standing bible and then a door it's like a doorpost so you you got to check it out. Okay. ChristianRank.com yeah, okay. or on YouTube I hope you're curious as well, channel. dear listener, to go and <laughs> yeah. check it out. Um, but what I like about that, I feel that there's a shut door for every person that has not experienced the joy of salvation and experienced the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Because what happens is as you open that door, you step into a new life through Christ. Mm. Christ says, I am the door in uh, John chapter 10. I am the door. And if we enter through the door, we have this experience which we never thought possible. When Mm. when I gave my heart to the Lord properly for the first time, I said to my friends, why didn't you tell me it was this good? Nobody told told me it was this good. So praise God. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. The other thing I also liked about your testimony is the fact that you said, um, you know, you studied the Bible, you found the truths, and then you wanted to find a church that taught those truths. Yeah. You would have gone to any church that taught yeah. 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 You know, you weren't uh, denominationally lined up. You no, just no, wanted no. to follow God's will. Yeah. Mm. And to your surprise, the church that you were brought up in <laughs> yeah. turned out to be the church. Yeah. So we praise God for that as well. So, dear listener, we are just going to share our contact details with you if you want to have any information or you were able to write down the details of the website for um, Melvin and Katia Sanderlin, uh, you can contact us. But we will share that just as we wrap up our program. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us on By the Word of Their Testimony. If you would like more information about today's program, or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249733456. Or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Dear listener, thank you for staying with us during this program. We've come to the end of the program. My special guest on By the Word of Their Testimony has been Melvin and Katia Sandlin. Now, you've shared an incredible testimony, a journey that God has taken you through, but this is only mm. the beginning. There's so much more that <laughs> lies ahead, yeah. and Amazing. we're so grateful for you to come in to share. And if people want to be part of your journey, they want to be inspired because the enthusiasm that you've told your testimony is contagious, <laughs> they can go to thechristianlife.com. That is the name of their website, and mm. then all the other details, including your YouTube Mm. Listings and links will be uh, yeah. available there as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, great. So, just in the last minute or so that we have, uh, any words of encouragement you'd like to pass on to our dear listener out there? Well, I just want to encourage everyone to really seek God, like because mm. it says in the Bible that hey, when we seek Him, we will find. When we seek with a genuine heart, yes. we shall find him. Mm. Like knock and the door will be opened. Mm. Like God longs for us to come to him and he is more than willing to give us the Holy Spirit. And I just want to encourage everyone, wherever you are on your journey, if you have never heard about God, seek him out. Mm. Like, yeah, when you seek truth, you will find truth. That's the mo- most powerful thing we can like ask for is what is the truth? And mm, yes. Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. Amen. And yes. it's just nothing can be more amazing than finding a relationship with Jesus. What a privilege. Yeah. yeah. The yep. King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he wants a relationship with us. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. so amazing. Paul says that you'll count the rest as rubbish, that you may know him. And the power of his resurrection. Wow. To yeah. know him, the rest doesn't matter. That's right. Thank you so much for closing with those encouraging words. Dear listener, thank you for staying with us. We pray that God will bless you, encourage you, and inspire you as well to walk in his ways. You may be walking in the Lord already, and we just pray for an ongoing blessing upon you. And for those who are seeking, we just pray that God, through his Spirit, will draw you to bring you to that point where you also open that door, which is Jesus Christ, and step into a new life that you never imagined even existed. Do join us next time. Thank you for being with us again today. God bless you.
You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.